I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones Paolo DiCaglio West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 13, episode 8. No clanging Ooh. of plates, <laughs> no dodgy internet, no dodgy mics. Uh, yeah. It I didn't, didn't go... listen, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's probably wise. It didn't go well. Um, and do you know what? I was kicking myself afterwards because I forgot, although I didn't take my Mac, my son had a Mac. I had an external microphone that didn't fit the uh, my iPod Pro. So I could have done it a bit more professionally. It wouldn't have stopped the clanging because there was a party going on. But you know what? They do say something's better than nothing. I'm not sure that applied to last week, so apologies. Well, it's going to apply to this week as yeah. well. Well, it's the old, the oldens. Uh, it's it's an old person takeover. Absolutely. Fifty somethings. Uh, although, if I'm sixty. Um, as you said the other week, that must make. I didn't say it. It wasn't me who said it. We don't know who said it. Yeah, we don't know. Do you know? Do I know? Yeah. I Do haven't you? been. I haven't had that information passed yeah. on to me. But no. then I haven't pressed it. But I did see it, and I found it highly amusing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, John, where are you? And, and sorry, you and, and your picture—it <laughs> was it's so old. I know. Whoever got that got that from the internet. So oh, you don't know me. Um, where are you? What are you doing, John? I'm at home talking to yous, doing a podcast. Yeah. I've come back from Spain, and it's hotter here than it is in Spain. It's like 29, 30 degrees here in, in Blighty today. Yeah, it was 34 in the van when I got in there oh, today. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, this is a this is a takeover of 50-something uh, season ticket holders. Uh, no, Nigel tonight, he's, he's in Plymouth at the moment, and he's about to fly to Japan. He's big in Japan. Big in Japan. I don't know what Shedman's doing in Japan. I, I didn't even know he had a passport, but he's off to Japan. Um, so I'm sure we hear all about that. Uh, Plymouth to Japan. What a jet setter. And he has a go at me. Uh, no Canning Town Len tonight. Um, he's uh, busy uh, like last week, but um, hopefully we're getting back next week. And we were hoping to get your son, George, but this heat's not being fair to his young children, is it? Yeah, this the the time of day we're trying to do this, and he's currently running around his garden chasing his children. So, right, let's let's manage your expectations early. Number one, they ain't going to be any question time. <laughs> we don't like question time, so we're not going to do one. Number two, this ain't going to be a two-hour podcast, right? It's going to be half an hour at the shortest. Factual. It's going to be between thirty Precise. and forty minutes max, right? So just manage your expectations. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, 40 minutes max, I said. Okay. If we go to 45, just cut me off. Um, 
we were top of the league. I say we were top of the league, John. We were. We've been it twice. I know. I know. Well, it's a bit disappointing. Heady days. As we recall today, we are fourth. I didn't know that... Um, disappointing. Uh, that Liverpool... Moyes out. Uh, yeah, Moyes out. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know that Liverpool jumped ahead of us. Um, but the way I like to see it is we've got 10 points. We're 30 points from safety. Yes. And um, we're joint second, actually. Well, I mean... Th- On points. Th- you consider the season we had last year... To be sat here with 10 points is... I know, it's is, crazy. It's, 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 it sort of smacks of having a half-decent season now, doesn't it, without real pressure on, yeah. hopefully. We'll, we'll come to this later um, of what Karen Brady said about David Moyes, which I'm sure you heard. Brady out. I'll play, I'll play the little clip at the end as a little bonus for the, the lack of content. Um, do you have to, really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, after the theme tune. Sing the theme tune. You won't even have to listen to it. You don't okay. listen to this back, so there's no way you're going to ever listen to it. All right. right. Anyway, we are here not to talk about Karen Brady, and this is your where you go... Brady out. Yeah. Yep. Um, we are talk, here to talk about football. We had another game football. of football uh, against Luton Town. As our team, as our fans sung, we can see you in the bath. Did you see that? We can I see did see that. Bath. Yeah, so walking through the uh, first people to play at Kenilworth Road uh, in the Premier League. Um, I was a little bit apprehensive, and and I, I thought of you, John, because I thought, here we go, we've got a team who doesn't like possession of the ball. <laughs> Playing us who don't like possession of the ball. So, you know, was the ball just going to sit there in open play um, for m- most of the game? But actually, um, being it was a home game, Luton Town gave us the ball. Yeah. Thought, w- will we know what to do with it? We took control of the game, didn't we, really? We did. So we had was... no choice, really. Otherwise, it would just been, no, you have the ball. No, you have the ball. But, you know, I mean, I know it was... I, I kind of thought it would, well, it, we, it could have been a draw because, you know, the way it all panned out. But yeah. overall, we didn't really feel threatened for most of the game. We were in control of the game mostly. And The uh, goal was coming, wasn't it? I know, obviously, yes. Bowen scored on 37 minutes, but um, I don't think they had a single shot on target. Um, well, we just look, we say we controlled the ball. Um, we... We run the tempo of the game. They had a couple of sort of breakaways, but they didn't really threaten the target. I mean, Ariola basically didn't do hardly anything. Picked the ball no. out of the net once. And, well, that's uh, it. I'm, I'm just looking at the stats. A good time for the stat attack, nice and early. Um, they had 16 shots, but only one on target. So that's got to be the one that went in the goal. Uh, yeah. We had nine shots, three on target, two of which went in the goal. We had a heady two, six, 62% possession. They're 38. We made 609 passes to their 366. Our pass accuracy was 83 to their 72. We committed 13 fouls to their 8. Um, and we had 6 corners to their 9. A lot of corners. Um, yeah, that's a lot of passes. The boys must be exhausted, John. Well, it, it kind of just shows you they've got it in them, you know. So we have the yeah. ability to pass the ball and... You know, but the, the the performance was like you said. It was a banana skin waiting to happen, wasn't it? It was the, they were up for it. It was their first game back at Kenilworth Road and in the Premier League, and it was you know this amazing atmosphere was going to be created. And yeah. I mean, I mean, I've seen some of the comments from people that were there saying how the atmosphere was really great. Some of the chanting was abusive, but. You know, let's not go on our on our high uh, on, on our um, oh their oh their side. I heard that. Yeah. yeah, but let's not get on our high horses about that. Because, no, let's not. You know, so you know, they. I I think the TV didn't really cover it or bring it, put it across how the atmosphere was because it didn't seem that amazing when I was watching the game on the TV. But but yeah. It was, well, since there's only two of us, take us through it. Walk us through the game. Walk us to, through to, it to, to the ga- to the goal. Uh, obviously, Zuma's goal, and then the finishing. Um, if what, what you can remember, well, anyway. Okay, well, what I can remember, like we 
we took control of the ball early on. We kept possession well. We threatened more than they did. Um, and I mean, Pakatar was very busy. Find himself about. Did he get booked again? I can't sure. Uh, he no, did he didn't. That. We had one booking each, and um, it wasn't Pakatar. Or no. uh, I'm trying to remember who it was who got booked. But he, I mean, he again looked really good, really up for it. Yeah. His delivery. Alvarez looked amazing. Yeah, his delivery for Bowen was sublime, and yeah. Bowen's finish was a good finish, low down, and the keeper palmed it in so the keeper won't didn't cover himself in glory yeah. um Bowen turned away put his finger to his mouth telling them all shut up for chanting yeah, about his missus yeah um but yeah Alvarez, his missus? I, I can't remember Sean do you want to tell us everyone what he was they were singing I don't know I don't know I don't know what it was no saying that she was a loose woman oh um, how rude how rude <laughs> Alvarez yeah like you said He's looking, he's looking good. I like. I, I heard a statement, and I'm going to repeat the statement. You tell me if it's true. We sold the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League for 105 million, and we bought the best defensive midfielder to be for 35 million. Well, is that true? No, I don't know. I can't that, tell a, you if that's, that's true. A, that's a statement that was on social media. That's I mean, going a bit early, it, isn't it? It's probably going a bit early. But you know what? He he, and, and and I know people said this a few weeks ago. But we're are we playing better without Declan Rice, John? Well, I, look, I don't know. I mean, we played better against on Friday against Luton. I mean, there's you no know, you can't escape the fact that how pissed off I was, even though we won with that game, the previous game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Brighton, the, I'm I'm kind of. You know, I, I appreciate the results are superb and our managers won a trophy and all of this. But I support West Ham because you dragged me up there when we were 11, 12 mm. years old. We were watching like Devonshire's and the Brookins and, you know, I've, I bought into, I was sold the West Ham way of football. There's songs about the West Ham way. There's podcasts. There's, you know, there's a way that we have, we enjoy to watch football knowing full well that we don't win the Premier League and we get our entertainment yeah. out of watching entertaining football. Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree. So, you know, and that's why that first half against Brighton, even though we went 1-0 up, I think it was one of the worst performances I'd seen. Now, the yeah. second half, I mean, the finishing, the, the counter-attacks the, were of such a high level, you know, there's, there's no arguing about it. You know, but... You know, are we looking better now that Rice has gone? We look different, I would say. We and I think we've got the potential to be a to little win the bit league. more, a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more fluid and a little bit more attacking. I mean, Ward Prowse is oh, it's just immense. just been incredible. I know your son Emerson coming. was the only one to get a yellow card, by the way. He just looked yeah. Good. When his goal, his disallowed goal was right on the. Cusp, it you know, it, it was... probably was the right decision, wasn't it? Um, I mean, we're about to move on to the um, obviously James Ward Prowse disallowed, uh, or, or uh, yeah, it wasn't the James Ward Prowse disallowed, but the handball that was never was. Um, mm. But uh, when you saw the line, it was very marginal, but it probably was offside. Emerson's, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. It's so difficult. It's it's the way they show you it again on the TV. I mean, if you watch the the other game yesterday, the Arsenal Man United yeah. game, the way the lines and the way they show you, it's just it's so debatable that it, it should should be clear as day. It should all be properly. And I, I maybe it is, maybe it's the way they show you it on the telly. But I mean, it was slightly, it did look slightly in front, but it was disappointing because it was a good finish. But um, yeah, so. Then we scored the second from a great delivery well, again from James Ward-Prowse. James Ward-Prowse header. I mean, this guy, um, how many assists that in his first three games? I don't know. Was it, he's got one goal and like three assists or four yeah. assists. <laughs> no, not bad, is it? It's not bad, I mean, There was yeah. a few people 
um, questioning James Ward. I always wanted James Ward Prowse, and um, I, 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 every Southampton fan I know say he, he's just cracking off the field, on the field. You know, he's got that free. We haven't even seen his free kicks yet. No, um, that's something I that surprises me actually, because that you know, if if I was you know got a player like him in your team, I would be saying to the Ben Ramers of the of my team, saying, look, right, once you get to the box, run across the box and draw the foul. So bring bring the players out and draw, mm. you know. But there doesn't seem to be any looking looking for fouls in that vicinity. Yeah. Knowing full well, so we got full well, we got him. Oh, I can't wait for him to score another one and equal David Beckham's uh, Premier League and then beat it uh, and become the... Um, I think he's on 17. If he gets to 18, he, he records... He um, draws level with David Beckham, his hero. And if he gets 19, he's the record holder of um, free kick. His anyway, let's, let's get back to the game. Uh, uh, Kurt Zuma. Zuma. What a cat. Zuma, the cat well, kicker. What, what a captain he is. I mean, he's really, he, Again, I like the way he, he took it to their fans because they were giving him grief yeah, as but well. I, about I think he, you know, if you ask me last season who I think should be captain, well, you asked all of us. I don't think we'd be going, Zuma. I mean, it's just, I would have probably argued everyone else, but he seems to deal with it quite well and he seems to be a leader. And, you know, I, I, I'd be really disappointed if he doesn't get it permanently. Because it hasn't been announced yet, but I assume it'd be very hard not to give it to him now. Yeah, I know James yeah. Ward Prowse is a captain. It seems seem slightly harsh uh, to give it James Ward Prowse, wouldn't it? Well, I don't see why they would change it now if he's but the only reason yeah. would be is if, if you know he's a bit injury prone so mm -hmm. if he loses it on that basis it's the same thing with Suchek so I just talk about Suchek getting it yeah but, well you Suchek know. well he, he signed a new uh, I, I by the way he he is what I think I don't think Suchek's getting back in the team anytime well that was soon. what I was going to say is like <laughs> you know after a, you know a performance like that Alvarez and you know who does he who does he replace? Does he, he who does he come I, back into? I don't into? think Suchek gets. I think Suchek will be played in the um, Europa League games, and he won't get back into. Talking of that, the deadline went past at eleven o'clock today. I hope you got your tickets, John. I didn't. No. Oh. Did you? you? The, yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you think everyone did? Because I was kind of thinking that if I come, I'd rather come down with you lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we should have. We did, we were talking about it on the. Uh, West Ham season ticket group, like George Murphy and Mark yeah. Murphy have got theirs. I got mine today. With but I just thought, yeah, I just thought I'd rather come down there and sit in the gods and you know. But yeah, we'll talk about that later yeah, yeah. in the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, I'm looking forward to them. Um, you know. Um, anyway, more of that later. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Zuma, another good header. Um, hasn't he got the second most headed goals in the Premier League? I read or something. Oh, I haven't seen that stat. He's he scored twelve. I don't know if you know this, but he scored twelve Premier League goals, ten of them from his head, and that's it. He's got the highest proportion out of all. This, this is the stat. Out of all people that have scored over ten goals in the Premier League, he's got the highest proportion uh, from his head. Right. <laughs> I think, what a stat to get. <laughs> Oh, there you go. But, but that, that's great. And why it's great is, you know, James Ward-Prowse. You know, we, we talked about Slabhead uh, being the, the target man for James Ward-Prowse. Well, it's Zuma, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you, you just... I mean, there is a, a large proportion of targets when we get a set piece now. You know, we've got a, a well, big, well, tall, strong team. So, But then they weren't very present when... Dinos to come. He's, he's a big lad. Well, they weren't, they weren't Cam very present when they... Is it Cavrapanos? Dino Mavrapanos. Mavrapanos, that's it. But they weren't very present when they scored their goal, were they, Sean? No. They sort of split between a Gerd and... Um, yeah, I'm... I'm I, I, Zoom, I, I, I didn't think a Gerd played that great a game. Um, and I think we could find him being dropped. So let's talk about the, the James Ward-Prowse handball. Um, let's start with... What, what what do you make? You've seen the replays. We've seen the. I I I don't know what's handball anymore. I really don't know. I mean, I if I was a Luton Town fan, I would have wanted that given. 
So, you know, why it wasn't, I, I don't know. I don't know what the... It changes so much. It's just, you know... But in the round, you can look at it and say, look, we've had so many bad decisions from VAR to not... Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, Dermot. I mean, Finley was determined. Uh, we, we were in um, Fingerola in, in O'Sullivan Sports Bar, which I'll tell you in a minute. Met some hammers there. Um, he was determined it was not a penalty. I thought it was a penalty. He, he was saying it was n- not a natural position. This is what Dermot uh, O'Gallagher... Dermot Gallagher said, he said, (laughs) this is one that shows us how handball law is at the moment. It could go either way. And the reason I say that is I sat with another former Premier League referee yesterday and we both looked at it. He said no. And I said, yes, that's him talking on Sky Sports. I worked on the basis that it's come a long way. He's seen it. It struck his arm. His arm, his arm is up at shoulder height. His argument was it came over the defender's head. He's looking away. And I think the dilemma you've got is in those situations, you are really relying on the referee to give it. Uh, so because the referee didn't give it, yeah, he didn't give it at the time, did he? No. You only do a clear and obvious error. If, if he'd given it, it probably would have stayed that way. Right. So he said, well, you know, uh, you know, two professional referees watching the replay couldn't agree. And it's all intent. And how can you decide intent? You know, is, is his arm natural or unnatural? Did he, was he unsighted? You know, you can see it both ways. So you're never going to get an argument here. Um, I did like Paddy Power suggesting it was big biased. <laughs> Yeah, um, there was a few people saying, "Oh, Luton fans, oh, it's big, big club bias." Well, we've finally made it, have we? If we're big club biased, um, but you know, you've you've seen them go against us, so uh, I think it would have been unfair if they had have drawn after all the t- effort we put in, and, and we only drew that. I mean, I'm sure they would have been delighted, but I think it was a fair result in the end. No, I think we overall we we served the win, but. I'll... You know, we could quite. We were, I think we were quite lucky in the end to not get a draw. But you know, we also saw. You know, it was good to see Kudos have a good run out, wasn't it? Well, to show us his well, quality. Well, of course, uh, my son um, Finley called this. He said, "I bet he brings him on um, with five minutes injury time to go." And and he pointed out to us in our WhatsApp group. That's exactly what happened, you know. And the 91st minute, he was bought on. They paid five minutes of extra time. They actually went to 96, so he was spot on on that. Um, he's very predictable, isn't he? Our, um... Oh, it's just so... It's just like, come and on. Did, How many, did you that... hear he asked Tim Stiden for a gar- his personal guarantee that... Um, Pacatar won't Pacatar get... Pacatar won't, yeah, won't be, yeah. you know... But I think that's on the basis that, you know, this time next year, Pakatar won't be playing for us, so... Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, and, you know, if we take the 85 million, then... What's happened with his charge things? Well, I've just gone... I mean, being look, investigated it has to be proved. So the FA has not proved and given any evidence to Pakatar's legal team or representatives. Um, they haven't called him. And they're saying, well, it's a bit, you know, why, why did you brief the press on this when you've got no evidence the the, the situation is this john right yeah but it's the, gone what's gone in our favor because he would be playing for city he would now. have been yeah so b- before people sort of blame betway and whistleblowers this is all automated right the automated system and, and it recently came up with a europa league uh, game that they've been betting on the the monitoring system is electronic so when they see a pattern it automatically flags to both the bookies and an independent body who then notified FIFA. Then FIFA notified the FA and the Premier League. So there's no whistleblower, you know, suggesting Sullivan or Betway, and it was all a bit of a con to stop the thing going through. Uh, the, the thing that finally triggered it, because uh, there was one under investigation, was the Bournemouth one, interestingly, in the first game of the season. Um and, and maybe the FA thought, hmm, we're duty bound if there's a transfer to 
let this out in the public domain. But the mail got it hold of it somehow, and we don't know how. Um, the, the situation is this, right? They, they have got in Pakatar Island that some individuals open, we don't know if they're relatives, some individuals in Pakatar Island where he grew up opened some Betway accounts. The reason it's probably Betway is you can, there's no minimum, the maximum bet. 500,000 is the maximum payout per bet. Uh, and 100,000 is the, the maximum deposit when, when you open up. So, so it allows you to do quite big bets. I don't know how much the bets were. But obviously there was betting on the yellow card um, and, and another one. Um, there's four or three games in. in. Now, the, the real problem is they have to prove collusion. And I mean, not just, unless he confesses and goes, yeah, I colluded with relatives or friends of mine to do it and I spoke to them. They've got to prove it, right? And under international law, Unless they can find a screenshot or have a tape recording of a telephone conversation. Or someone comes forward. Or, or, yeah, or a witness. Up. It's really hard to prove, right? Really yeah. hard to prove. And this is what happened with the um, Arsenal. Um, the Arsenal um, uh, case, and I forget the guy's name, took 16 months investigation. In the end, they dropped the case because they could provide no evidence. Right. Um and, and from what we hear, he's strenuously denying it, and they will have to prove evidence. Well, it's not affecting his performances, yeah. which is so good. So having, having, having some kind of betting monitoring to say that there's suspicious betting means nothing. I've been told by my contacts close to the FA that they deal with tens of these requests, if not over 100 requests at any one time. Over 100 players have been investigated for suspicious betting patterns in the Premier League. 99% of them come to nothing. Now, people pointing to uh, the Brentford striker, uh, Tony, Tony, is a, a completely different story, right? The guy used his own betting account, right? It's a completely different story. We're not, we're not people going, oh, yeah, you know, Pakistan's going to be banned for nine months. Hang on a minute. He used his own bank account, his own betting account. I mean, how stupid can you get? But right? yeah, but, but in, there's, in there's that's... nothing suggests. Any involvement in the actual betting, but in right, essence, the Pakatar thing is worse because it's kind of fixing. So it's it's alleged fixing. Yeah, it's a, yeah. And, so and if it can like be proven, can it, it be can proven? Be pro- yeah, that's it. The if it can be proven, the likelihood is it can't be proven. Well, that's um, that then. And that's that. I I think you you might find that actually we get to nut, nut summer. It's still not concluded, John. You might find. He's here next. You know that that investigation's still dragging on, and and we get him for another year. So I, I think well, we're the winners. Not a bad we're, thing. Yeah, we are the winners. Not a bad thing we're because the he's not. His attitude, and his performances have been been. It's cracking. Been great. Yeah. What did you think of Ross Barkley? I didn't think anything of Ross Barkley. I thought he still didn't. He's he's gone. Himself he's, in his anything. days are gone. What do you think about us not buying a striker? Because obviously the transfer well, window closed. Yeah, I mean, we do. That oh, evening. Just one other one. Reese Burke. Did you notice Reese Burke playing? I did notice Reese Burke, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I thought I, he looked all right. Yeah. I always quite liked him. I always thought yeah, he me could too. perform at a high level. Um, look, I, I, I think we tried everything we could to get a striker. You know, uh, should Tim have flown out to Brazil to get um, uh, Alberto? I don't know, but. I don't think they were keen from the start, you know. PSG, um, Juventus, I don't think really want to let their strikers go. And this is always the problem, right? Everybody wants a good striker and no one wants to pay over the odds. But my senior source said, great window, just disappointed we didn't get a forward. Yeah, I think most people were. But I don't think that's what not want of um, trying... Uh, I just think it didn't work out. It'd be, it'd be nice to see him give Obama more of a <clears> go and you know see if he can develop, but well, it's not <clears> likely. You know, he's still bought on Ings. Um, yeah. But Ings, Ings turned down the opportunity to move, is that he correct? He did, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> is that, I mean, that, is that's that, the others. Is that a wages thing or because of what? I, I don't know, really. Um, Who wanted him? Everton, I think it was. Was it? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the other story. I mean, we're, we're, I, I guess we've sort of done the 
the um, the game. The game. So, you know, we we kept all our. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Plays, I mean, obviously we let Rice go for 100 million. And yes, Gamaka wanted to leave, so we couldn't hold on to him. Um, Vlasic wasn't ever in our our minds anyway. Um, And really wasn't, hadn't been in the squad, so no loss there. And, And obviously... Lanzini didn't want to sign a new contract and he wanted to go River Plate and he was a sort of fringe player anyway. So we lost two players, right, really. Um, well, but, but look what at were they? One... What, what, how, do you, how do you put that down? We lost two players. Scamacca we lost was... Rice and Scamacca. Uh, yeah, and Lanzini. Was well, Lanzini really wasn't a league but, player. He, but he, he, was, he was part of the squad. He, yeah, the numbers in the squad. 80 grand yeah. a week. I mean, he didn't want to sign a contract with us. Right? Yeah, no, Let's I'm, call I'm it two just... and a half. Let's be kind and say we lost two and a half players. You, know, well, you, you can't complain about in... replacements, but what I would say, you know, if you've, you've, it would have been really nice to have a striker. But then in some respects, I'm kind of glad he didn't get a striker because it can't ruin another one, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we kept, obviously... Uh, Fornells, we kept Antonio, who definitely wanted to leave. We kept Ings. We kept Cresswell, who wanted to leave and went on strike. We kept Ben Johnson, who... A lot of these. We kept Cornet. Ben Johnson's contract's running out, isn't it? Yeah. Fornells' contract's coming to an end. There's no year left. We've got these people in our squad at the end, and we couldn't find replacements. We kept Kera, who who was linked to go to Bayern Munich. We kept... Uh, Zuma, who was apparently going to go to Saudi Arabia, we kept Agur, who'd also been linked with someone I can't remember who. Saudi um, again, I. We we kept Boeing, who was linked with a move to Liverpool, who wasn't linked. Uh, departing, I'm trying to think. Oh, Ben Rama uh, was linked and an exit. Um, Should let him go. So, oh, and I've said Corne. Um, so yeah, I mean harm. <laughs> Most of our squad, you know, if you were read the media, most of them wanted out, but but we kept all of them except two and a half, uh, which is not bad. And and the other thing, just to do a bit of a transfer roundup, because this is our first one since the transfer. Um, I did our net spend was minus seventeen million, so we we received seventeen million pound more um, than we spent. So we. We received 129 million. I'm just going to break that down in a minute, and we spent 112 million um, outbound. And I'm just without add-ons because I know Nigel doesn't like it. Uh, Rice 100 million, Skamaka 21.5, Vlasic 7.5. So that gets you to 129 million inbound again without add-ons. Uh, Wolprouse 27, Alvarez 32.5, Kudos 35.5. And Dinos, 17 million, which takes us to 112. Um, if we take add-ons, it comes to 141 million spend. So that's 
Rice, 100 plus 5 of add-ons. Skamaka was 21.5 plus 4.3 of add-ons. Um, Vlasic was 7.75 plus 2.6 of add-ons. Um, and you add all that together, uh, that was 129 plus 12 million of add-ons. Inbound, Alvarez was 30. This, this came from a statement from AX, 32.8 million pound transfer fee with 2.6 million of add-ons. Will Prowse, 27 million pound plus 3 million of add-ons. Dinos, 17.1 million transfer fee plus 4.3 of add-ons. And Kudos, 37 million plus 2.6 of add-ons. And not forgetting, Sean Moore, uh, a little... Um, person to, you know, the, in the development team. Our first signing, 100,000 up front with up to 500,000 of add-ons. Add them all together, you get 114 million of transfer fees plus 14 million of add-ons. That's 128 million, which if you look at it with add-ons, minus 13 million with add-ons if they're all activated, which I'm what, sure they won't be. What was this story about this bloke that we signed and lent straight back to? Yeah, so that that's an interesting story. His name is Andy Irvin. And Andy Irvin is a Scottish midfielder uh, that plays for an Austrian team. And this is a t- Tim Steiden kind of thing. This is, we're setting up, and, and, and Man City does this a lot, and so do some of the big clubs. It's an affiliate club. And Brighton. And Brighton. So what they do is, <clears throat> we have an agreement where we can send our players to them yeah, and they get, you know, good players on loan, and we use them as a conduit to get European players on loan through them, which cuts a little bit of red tape. So they get a player, and then loan them to us, with an agreement, obviously, to buy if we want to. So there's there's nothing illegal about it. It's uh, completely legal, and many ones do it. It just, after Brexit, sort of helps move the way. But my understanding, instead of paying... That, what, has Bre- what has Brexit got to do with it? Was it just from a work... A lot point? more difficult to sign players from Europe. Right, okay. A lot easier if you're loaning them. Get what okay. I mean? Yeah. Yeah? Um, so, instead of paying them a fee, we bought a player and loaned him back, probably permanently. He may never play for West Ham. Right. You get where I'm going with this. Yeah. So instead of just giving them a fee and go, you're an affiliate, because affiliate clubs don't technically exist, right? We did it as a bona fide transaction. We buy a player and then loan, loan him to him as, as long as they want. And it's, he's really good. But he, he doesn't look really good, does he? You know, you know, he doesn't look like he's going to slot straight into the team. So it's, it's just a means to an end. And I think we're going to see more of these under Tim Stiden. Um, and you know good luck to me you know loving the pictures of him on his private plane uh, and he was fully involved in, in the deals so you know you can't have it both ways you know you can't blame David Sullivan or um, David Moyes for this when we know Tim Steiden was out there doing his best to get a striker it just didn't happen you know yeah but um you know, we didn't get striker. We can get a free agent. I suppose that brings us on to the elephant in the room, or as we call it, Jesse Lingard. Um, <laughs> Jesse Lingard is still not fit, um, and therefore can't hasn't been offered a contract. He's convinced. He's telling people he will get a contract, but he hasn't got a lot of time. I think maybe the, over the international break make a break and I'll tell you the reason why we've got to submit two squads we've got to submit a squad to the Premier League um, you can always add to the Premier League but you've also got to submit a squad to the Europa League or UEFA rather for the Europa League and that's sometime in early September so within the next week or so Um, and I think he's been given a a deadline to get fit by that deadline uh, to be named in the UEFA uh, squad, right? Um, and I'm I'm hearing it would be a performance-related uh, package. 
So, you know, big attend, uh, appearance bonus, big goal bonus, big assist bonus, clean sheet bonus, etc. And maybe a smaller um, uh, monthly figure. So really saying to him, you know, if you think you're that special, put your money where your mouth is, you know? Yeah. Good luck to him, you know? I have no problem with him if he plays for the badge. Have you? Are you bitter? Um, Are you bitter? I'm not, I'm not bitter. I mean, it's, 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 they're, all, they're all, as um, old Len would say, he dislikes footballers and all that. I mean, they are... You know they are what they are. He he claimed that they he got shown more love than he when he went to Forest, yeah, which essentially means more money. Then yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We got so. a, as I said, and I'm I'm sure you didn't listen to it. I I did an interview with Paul Ross on Talksport just before the Luton game, and I said if we're all honest, if we were offered ten million quid for a year, we'd take it. If we were a footballer and we were offered ten million pounds to play for a year, we would take it. It's disingenuous to suggest that we would be any different and we would be less greedy because we would take it. Yeah, you only get well. one life, <clears throat> and a footballer's career is really short. So I, I don't blame him at all. Well, I mean, I like to say if he puts a shirt on, I'll support him. So yeah. Yeah. So that brings us really to our group if we're talking about Europa. Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously we've got quite an easy group. Um, you think it's easy? I do think it's pretty easy. I mean, certainly I'd rather be in our group. I mean, Olympiacos. The, the, the new, um, Newcastle's in the Champions League scene. Yeah, well, they've got the group of death. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Olympiacos. I think we've played Olympiacos before, haven't we? I don't know. I can't I'm going to look that up. I'm pretty sure we beat them. Well, um, Olympiacos are going to be Oh, yes, that's going to be naughty. If you come to the home game for that, mate. That's yeah, well, that, yeah, they've got a ultra side, haven't they? So that'll yeah. be lively. I mean, Freiburg, decent side. The only are they are... decent, though? Oh, well, they're, they're, they're a the known... champions in Europe, John. Uh, they're a known historical side, consistently play at this level I, I, I know but you know it, considering where we've come in the last two years where we've built the, well, yeah, the lights of Villarreal and yeah. you know Marseille etc do we I mean, fear anyone but you'd like to think we get out of the group so this thing how things Ooh, have changed since we the last beginning. played interestingly John you're like this we last played Olympiacos in 1965 before both of oh, us were born. Um, 29th of November, 1965, we played them in UEFA, European Cup Winners' Cup, where we won 4-0 at home at Upton Park. And uh, away, it was 2-2 um, in December. Jeff Hurst got two of the goals. There you go. Johnny Byrne got one. Peter Bradbrook got the other. Do you remember it? it no. <laughs> no 27,250 were there. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Nigel will tell us he was there, but mate, you weren't born. You weren't born. <clears throat> so the other one is Baka Topola. So T S T S D C T S C F K T S C. They're the minnows, aren't they? Well, they're Serbian. They, I think they're second in their group in their they've table got their at the They've never played in Europe before. Um, our allocation is likely to be two hundred and twenty-five because they're. So what games do we out? Do what games do we miss on the away? No fans. The the, the German one. Right. What are they called? Um, Freiburg. Freiburg, yeah. Freiburg. I'm just going to go head to head and see SC if we've Freiburg. ever played. we ever played them? I I can't remember ever playing them in our history. Um. Yeah. So our, our away. So band, is, it, is it one gut one match away ban? Is it? One match away ban. It's a two match away ban. One, one is suspended. suspended. So if we're naughty at the Olympiacos game, we we won't see the last game. Interestingly, Olympiacos, the Greek authorities have the ability to ban um, away fans, and if they do that, under the agreement of UEFA, there will be no uh, away fans at either end. So it will be home. For, for both 
So they won't be able to come to us either if they ban us. Right. Um, I'm just looking up. I don't think we've ever played Freiburg. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not seeing any previous games. So yeah, I mean, they're the they're ones where we're not allowed to send anyone because of someone threw a cup. The, the final few, in Prague, a few, a few people. Um, Olympiakos could get banned. There's another game that could get moved as well. There's some other game going on in Athens, but they're naughty out there. Let's be honest. And be a high alert on the, the London Stadium. So hopefully we don't get any more trouble. And then we've got that little small one of 200 people in, in Serbia. So, you know, but the home games are usual. I um, hope you can, now you're a season ticket holder back in the fold. Ho- hopefully you come to them. One's in September, one's in October, one's in December. No, One's in September, one's in November, one's in December. Yeah, I'll say. I've, 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 and they're cheap as chips for you. I yeah, mean, I, I, yeah, and I'm assuming I mean, I pre- paid 90 quid, 30 quid each for mine, and 10 quid each. Yours are 15, so 45 for your three yeah. games. But I say, I'd like to go somewhere else and not get the nosebleed, but yeah. Yeah, you could. You, you yeah, Actually, I'll that's a good well. point. You could probably... Yeah, you can Move sit about. where you want. They're you can sit next to Nigel either. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, that's Europa League. Um, I suppose that the other news story is not a lot going. Is is takeover rumours again? It's it's yeah. Is there any truth in this story? Well, it started because the Glazers have pulled out of um, selling Man United. Yeah, and of course it's easy prey to then say, "Oh, the Saudis, the Qataris, and Sir Jim Ratcliffe are now back in for West Ham." Well, that—that's just speculation. There's no substance, as far as I'm aware. I know people go, "Well, you wouldn't be aware because they're bound to non-disclosure." Well, they always say that. Um, secondly, I don't think they'll go for West Ham if, if they can't get. <laughs> No disrespect to West Ham. If you can't buy Man United, you don't go straight down to the basement bargain, you know. You go to Spurs, don't you? You know, you got you got their well, principal I don't know about Spurs. Well, you do. Uh, if you want, uh, you know, a top four club that regularly finishes, you probably buy off Daniel Levy and um, what's his name, who's who's in trouble at the moment. No, I, I don't um, know about that. You know what his name is inside of trading. Uh, who owns Spurs? That's apart from Daniel Levy. I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah. You know what I mean, though, don't you? He's in, in trouble for what? Um, Lewis. Uh, someone Lewis. Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. He's in trouble for insider trading. He's been arrested. Apparently, he was telling, allegedly, he was telling his um, chauffeur and other staff to buy certain shares. And he's been indicted in New York. And and I tell you what, um, they in America and New York, they, they take their insider trading really seriously. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire or not. So he could be doing some time. But anyway, um, no truth, as far as I'm aware, in this. And um, he's, uh, you know... It's just pure speculation. Interestingly, I was told something the other day. Uh, someone told me that someone in um, mergers and acquisitions have been contacted about buying some or all of Gold, David Gold's old shares. But that's not my information. My information is <clears throat> that, obviously, what, what if that's the case, why was Vanessa Gold made joint chairman? Right, there is a complicated system. Seven percent of the shares owned by David Gold are owned by a trust, and they could eventually be sold to help with death duties. I guess the other eighteen um, percent were owned in David Gold's name. Okay, now David Gold <clears throat> did clear all his other problems, but he didn't do this, and, th- and I think there's a reason for that. And the reason is he wanted his family to retain the West Ham shares. He said to in an interview with me for this podcast, and he said so in other interviews. And I think Vanessa, you know, she doesn't need the money. She owns 
and Summers will want to, um, you know, follow a, a father's wishes. The, the other situation is <clears throat> she would have to pay inheritance tax and capital gains tax. So, you know, if you, if you remember what David Gold bought the shares for, um, you know, his 25% was probably less than 25 million. He's got to pay 20% capital gains tax on that, but, but they have to pay 40 or 45% what they have an inheritance tax also on his whole estate. Um, but there's a little, there's a little, um, get around this and it's called business relief. And it says that if there's a family business, right? So that's got to be a private company, not a listed company, which it is. And you've held the shares for over two years and it's sort of held in the family, which it is, then you can forego inheritance tax if you hold the shares for a period of time. So that that's I I see the the shares maybe the seven percent sold to raise some money, but I see the other eighteen percent staying in the gold family for some time, and that's why I think Vanessa Gold has been made um, joint chairman. Um, the other thing that doesn't make sense in this story that I was told by someone financial said, or they're they're approaching the mergers and acquisitions bank is. There's what's called a put and hold agreement. When David, uh, sorry, Daniel, Sull um, Daniel Sullivan, Daniel Kredinsky bought into West Ham, there was a put and call uh, agreement put in the agreement. And a put and call says that the other directors have first opportunity on those shares. And it's often been reported that David, Sull um, Daniel Kredinsky has first um, dibs on David Sullivan's shares, which is true. And the reason is it goes in shareholder order of who's got the most shares. Well, David Sullivan is a top shareholder. So if he sells his shares, they get offered to David, uh, sorry, Daniel Kredinsky first, then Trip Smith, then um, Terence Brown, then or the other way around, and, mm -hmm. and Daniel Harris. Right? Now, if David Gold's shares get sold because he's 25% shareholder, they first get offered to David Sullivan, yeah? Then they get offered to David, uh, Daniel Kredinsky. Then they get offered to Trip Smith in that order. So they wouldn't go to open market unless all the directors turn them down. So that's called a put and hold. So, you know, talk of it going to the bank, talk of takeovers is, is I think, a little bit far-fetched. And, and, and I'm just going to finish by um, the button monkey, Russ Button, uh, messaged me today and said, whoa, Sean, what is uh, West Ham worth? So I actually, I looked at it and following, <clears throat> there's there's a called a multivariant model. Yeah, and I won't be too boring, but you take the revenue. I don't know about that. You, know, you take the revenue, add net assets, times it by net profit plus revenue, divide it by revenue, times it by the stadium capacity field, and then divide it by the weight ratio, right? You with me so far, Tom? <laughs> yeah, God, just, just tell you the figure, Sean. 600 million. Right. Okay. Now, uh, for comparison, Daniel Kredinsky spent 168.5 for 27%, which values us at 555. Um, Forbes values us at 850 million. SQAF have a valuation of 831. Um, my valuation, based on the market and we're champions in Europe, is to the right buyer at the right time, the current shareholders would sell for between 801 billion. That's the price. I think someone like Trip Smith would only sell at the 1 billion mark. Uh, but it's not true at the moment. As far as we can tell, no substance in Saudi interest, no interest from Sir <coughs> Jim Radcliffe or the Kuwaitis. There's one story that I just show it's inaccurate. So th this story keeps on repeated. The reason the Kuwaitis want to buy it, or the Qataris, sorry, the Qataris, is they own all the land in Queen Elizabeth Park. That's not true. The land Queen Elizabeth Park is is owned by the, Lon the uh, London LDC. Legacy, yeah, who 
haven't leased much of it. It's true that outside the Queen Elizabeth, there's a number of buildings and some of them have used the Qatari investment fund. But people keep on repeating this inaccuracy to say, we own, you know, the Qataris own the um, Queen Elizabeth Park land. No, they don't. It's, it's a matter of public fact. Anyway, um, I broke my rule, John. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. yeah I nearly <laughs> dropped off. So, yeah, that, that'll do us. Is there, is there anything else? Uh, there's nothing else in the news, is there, for now? No, not as far as I can recall. I mean, I look forward to Kudos showing us. Everyone was very excited about the player, and I hope he... Uh, well, we, we should do a prediction, because I'll be going to my first game. Um, you're going to be going for your second game. I hope you're going to Man City. Yeah. After the international break, um, we don't know if we're recording next week. We'll see what our numbers are like. I'm sure Nigel will still be in Japan. Um, we'll see everybody else. Anyway, uh, let's do a prediction anyway. Manchester City. It's it's the decider for the title, John. Well, let's go. Let's go optimistic and go for a one-all draw, Sean. Well, it's going to surprise you, but I'm going to go for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for a 1-0 win, John. Oh, no, you are. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine beating Imagine City. Imagine that. Yeah, Imagine that would that. be great. Yeah. And it's currently still like a three o'clock kickoff, isn't it? So as far as I know. I think it is. So, is that on a Saturday? No, I think it'll be a Sunday by then, won't it? Yeah, you wait to your first Sunday, uh, Sunday night football. No, it is Saturday. Night. It is Saturday. Is it Saturday? 3 p.m. Saturday the 16th. Yeah, because we haven't started our European campaign yet, have we? So, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. We'll, we'll, uh, have to, we'll have to meet up in a drinking hole. We said we were only going to do half an hour to 40 minutes. We've given you 55 minutes of our lives. And don't worry, there is still that um, uh, Cameron Brady interview to come after the theme tune. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, stay hang here. on in there. If you hang want to on in there. I've been Sean and John has been talking a lot more than I normally do. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. I've got so much time and respect for David. He is a class act, both on and off the pitch. Um, He is so passionate about everything he does. He's so professional. I've never met a manager who works harder, who thinks more deeply, who cares so much. Um, His ambitions are all for West Ham and he's a joy to work with. Um, And... I was so pleased for him. It'd been a difficult Premier League season and I know that was a disappointment for him. Uh, so to, to to end the season with the trophy was was very sweet for him and, and, and exceptional for the players. I think, you know, you only really know how good a manager is when things aren't going well and when they start to turn things around, the ability to keep everybody together, to be focused, to go again, uh, to be resilient um, and to be, you know, focused, so focused on, on the end game. It's, it's, he's, an, he's an incredible manager. You obviously sold Declan Rice. You didn't necessarily want to sell Declan Rice, but you got into a position, I presume, where you thought, well, if we really do get that sort of money... And we can reinvest in the team. And it doesn't always go right. We saw Spurs once, all the Gareth Bale money spent on seven players didn't work out. So is there a more, almost, you get this money together and think, <gasps> now what? Well, look, my, my job was to sell him. Um, it was. It, it's the others. It's him. the other. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> to sell him, to do the deal. It wasn't to sell him. It was to do the deal. I mean, he. We did not want to sell him. You're quite mm. right. He made a decision that he wanted to go. Having made that decision, uh, 
uh, my job was to get the best possible price for him so that the club could then go back in again and make every penny of that count. And I think that's exactly what we did. It's very difficult when a player doesn't want to stay. I mean, we tried everything we could to, to convince him to stay in terms of the contract. He'd been speaking to his father for about two years. Uh, we're trying to build a team around him. He was a, He's a special player and actually a gentleman, a very nice young man, good to have around, great captain. And uh, and it's you know it's a sort of unrequited love when they do it, when you love them but they they don't love you and um, and I think he did love West Ham I think he loved West Ham a lot but I think he he took a view that he wanted to see his career outside of West Ham and that's exactly what he was driven to do and that's exactly what he was determined to do and faced with that clubs have no choice but to try and get the best possible price they can and and, and move on. 